Thank you for tuning into the broadcast today. Last week, we preached a sermon, part one of I've Tested Positive for Faith. Well, this is part two. Get ready for healing, favor, restoration, and victory. You can overcome anything when you test positive for faith. Let me tell you something. You please God. You please God. He's going to do some mighty things for you spiritually, physically, financially, every area of your life. I'm telling you, this is going to bless you. Get a pencil and pad, take some notes, and you're going to realize the strength of your faith. You're going to realize how powerful you are in God. All you got to do is, is listen to this sermon and watch it come to pass in your life. Life is an opportunity and not a risk. See, so I have an opportunity to preach the gospel and not a risk. I've been around, do you know how many, this, these hands are placed on people in 44 years of preaching? How many people have had flus, colds, cancers, diabetes, heart trouble, uh, crippling arthritis, infectious disorders? I mean, my Lord, I mean, every kind of flu you could think of from swine to Hong Kong and everything else. Boy, and, and I believe in washing my hands. I believe in all that kind of stuff. Don't misunderstand me. I believe in all the things they're telling us to do. But I tell you, with that soap and water, ooh, I said, great is he was in me. No weapon formed against me going to prosper. My Lord, I heard a, 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 a man that used to be a priest on Fox today. His name is, they called him Pastor Jonathan, I think. And he said, my God, when you're washing your hands, that's about, it takes about 20 seconds. Say the Our Father prayer. Well, that's good. I thought, my God, I know a lot of prayers. I'm just, so now when I, when I wash my hands, they go, hey, geez, hey devil, watch this. And great is he in me. But the devil goes, oh, he don't know what to do. When you have an opportunity, life is an opportunity, and it's not a risk. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. And when you've tested positive for faith, nothing by any means, nothing by any means can hurt you. Yeah. Don't, I, people say, well, I tried that. Try and don't get nothing done. I didn't try to come here today. I didn't try to marry my wife, who I am celebrating come June the 6th of this year, 50 years. Go ahead, give me a hand clap. There's only a few of you, but bless God, give me a hand clap. Glory to God. <laughs> I saw something so funny the other day. One of our bass players, Joy, sent this to Kathy. I don't carry a cell phone. You what? I don't carry a cell phone. Look at Kathy. Mm -hmm. I don't. I want a little piece in my life, but she does, you know. So Joy sent her something funny. She said, Brother Jesse would like this. And there's this black man like this. And he's looking like this. And all of a sudden, he said, press the button, and he starts talking to the man. He says, now listen, you're going to have to uh, self-quarantine you and your wife and your child. There's two plans, plan A and plan B. Plan A is you got to get in your house, self-quarantine and with you and your wife and your child. And plan B, and the guy says, I'll take B. He said, yeah, B, B. I said, <laughs> God, you didn't even know what B was. I thought that was so funny. Lord, yeah, I don't want to just be in the same house all the time. You love your children, you know, and you love your wife. But sometimes, you know, you, know, you want to spread the wings a little bit and vice versa. He said, I'll take B. How about take plan A and B? Why not have it all? Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. Listen to me. Why can't you have it all? God is able to make all grace abound toward you that you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. And he said anything about the economy. He said, God is able. God is able. Now, when I say God is able, I'm saying that because Paul said, I know in whom I have believed and I'm persuaded that he's able to keep what I've committed. So what I have done in my life is committed the budget of Jesse the Planets Ministries, the budget of Covenant Church, everything to him. My whole life in 44 years of full-time ministry, I have not had scandals. I'm a clean man. Be ye holy for I am holy. I've had many opportunities to get into sin. I said no. You know why? Because I'm not a forgiven sinner. 
Some people say, you're just an old thing. No, I'm not. I am a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away. So when an old thing comes by my way, I just let it old itself out. Just get out of the way. I'm not dealing with old things. I'm dealing with, behold, look, all things become new. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So you must have a conviction about living and a conviction about life. Living means you're trusting. It means it's an investment. That's what Paul is saying. Life is an opportunity and not a risk. I want you to listen to this. Most people, not all of them, most people's instinct is to avoid danger. Most people's instinct is to avoid danger. My instinct is to overcome it. My instinct is to have done all to stand, stand there for. Instead of running away. I don't run. I don't move. I don't mean that pridefully or arrogantly. Because most people's instincts are, oh, Lord, man, let's get away from this thing. And, you know, and I'm, but no, no, my instinct is to overcome it. Why? Because if you run from something, you're going to meet it on another road somewhere down, somewhere down in your life. So if something comes in your way, you defeat it that day. So I tell all our local, state, and federal officials, you tell the coronavirus, the fight you want, a fight you're going to get. Yes. I'm going to tell you something. I heard the president say it. I heard the governor say We're in a war. We have casualties in wars. I wish we didn't. Oh my God, I wish we didn't. But my God, anybody that stand up for what's right and they die for a cause, that's something to be remembered about. God says the greatest crown in the whole Bible, if you go book, look in the book of Revelation, is the martyr's crown. Now, who wants to die? Nobody wants to die. You, I'll show you how much you, your body was created to live. Your body rejects death. I mean, they didn't put you on, with, uh, you know, on machines to keep you alive, yet your body's fighting to alive because it was never created to die. But sin came in and destroyed. But ladies and gentlemen, Jesus is coming back. Hallelujah. And the Bible goes, said, oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, great, where you? And all this kind of stuff. The last enemy to be destroyed. So most people, instinct is to avoid danger. My instinct is to overcome it. A fight you want, a fight you're going to get. People, I've had people tell me, give me some nice comments. Just you a leader. Well, I've learned this. If we're going to take something for Jesus, it ain't going to be easy. It's not easy. If you look at this church today, look at all this around you, it's beautiful. It was built debt-free to the glory of God, to the glory of the Lord. Oh, a dime on any of this. Nothing wrong with borrowing money, but I saw a scripture that said, oh, no man anything but to love him. And I thought, how could I do that? So, man, the war started in my mind. Then three banks here in the city of New Orleans said, you can't do it. People said, you can't do it. But I kept hearing my other part of my mind, you can do all things through Christ who strengthened you. Great is he was in you. No weapon formed against you going to prosper. I made you more than a conqueror. If I be for you, who could be against you? I said, say to that mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, and not doubt my heart. Believe those things what I say shall come to pass. I'm going to have whatsoever I say. So I started saying what I want instead of what I have. I started saying what I couldn't see so I could get what I couldn't see into the scene room. Because now faith is the subject of things. Hope for the evidence of things not seen. Watch this. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Are you hearing what I'm saying here today? So most people's instinct is to avoid danger. My instinct is to overcome it. See, God's grace strengthens weak hands and feeble knees. Sometimes you have weak hands. Sometimes you have feeble knees. The apostle Peter, the Catholic Church calls him the first pope. My God, when your life's on the line, they say, aren't you one of them guys, one of them with the, the Galilean, don't you follow him? He said, I neither know nor understand him. Oh, what a shock. What happened? What happened right there? Weak hands. Weak hands. Feeble knees. 
Oh, but you know, the church would leave you there. You had nothing but not Jesus Christ. Jesus prayed for you. Jesus prayed for Peter. He said, Satan desired to sift you, but I prayed for you. My God, and then one day after the, I mean, after he died and resurrected, he showed up at Peter's place. Boy, did that change Peter's mind. So sometimes we slip. Sometimes we get weak. But I don't preach the weakness. I don't preach the mistake. I preach the answer. Yes, it's recorded. Why? So you never have to do it again. I like preaching answers instead of preaching problems. That's what I'm telling the media. That's what I'm telling everybody. Yeah, we know we got, a, we got an enemy here. Now let's, let's attack it head on. And whatever it takes. You know, <laughs> I heard a guy, a person did, just <laughs> last night, just attacking these kids on spring break. Look how stupid they are. They're out on the beaches. Did y'all see that? They're out on the beaches of Florida when the people going crazy. They say, how dumb can they be? Let me help y'all. Let me help you. Yeah, that's a dumb thing. But see, you forgot what it is to be young. <laughs> young is invincible. <laughs> young says, I don't care. What the am I going to do? I'm going swimming on that ocean. <laughs> I'm young. You know? And I thought, it's dumb. It's stupid. But wouldn't you like to be young again? Huh? Come on, think about that. Yeah, they're going to grow up. They're going to face it. You know? Because young don't last long. So instead of just condemning them and criticizing them, Lord Jesus, just remember when you was young. When the last time you did anything right when you was young? <laughs> well, you're learning. You're experiencing life. You do, you blow it. You do some things. See, so I just looked at my thought. I wish I was 18. Then I thought, no, I don't, man. Vietnam wanted me, man. I mean, I, I graduated from high school on uh, May the 31st, 1967. Got a letter from the army, from the government on June the 2nd. Gentlemen, oh, Lord. <laughs> I, but I was young. I remember telling a full bird colonel, I just want to play music. Let me play music. Let, let me just do a couple of hit records and then I'll go. Let me be Elvis. <laughs> Shut up, boy. And you know what? He had enough sense to know I was young. So don't, don't criticize him. Just smile because one day they're going to be our age and say, hmm, sure wish I could have went back there when I was young. You see? So when you understand something about, man, let me help all you that are not saved. You want to get young? Get saved. Amen. Ooh, you can stay young, Lord Jesus. And, and in eternity to eternity, age will no longer have its power over you anymore. You'll be giving a new body. God's grace strengthens weak hands and feeble knees. And Peter became a great apostle. Now I want you to write this down. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. Would you turn to this real quickly? I want to go to page how about page 1 of the Bible? It says in the beginning God. Who? God. Evolution? No God. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was out form and void. And darkness is on the face of the deep. It's dark out there, ladies and gentlemen. And the Spirit of the Lord God moved upon the waters. One of the Hebrew words said he fluttered. And God said, let there be light. Watch this. And there was light. Actually, in the original Hebrew, he said, light be. Now notice something about God. He recorded the darkness. He recorded the darkness. He recorded the darkness. 
But he didn't say this in the beginning. I created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was out forming void. My God, look how dark it is out here. Look how dark it is out here. No, he didn't push the darkness. He pushed the light. All of us need to start pushing the light, ladies and gentlemen. Push the light. What is the light? Jesus is the light of the world. Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. We come to give life. That's what Jesus said, to the full till it overflows. So I tell all our scientists at the CDC, we, and thank God for what you do. Push the light. Push the light. Push the light. We're pushing coronavirus. We're pushing the darkness. We're pushing the darkness. We're not denying the darkness. We know that. Push the light. Push the light. That's what I'm doing here today. I'm here to encourage you, not discourage you. I'm going to push the light. Turn on your hard light. You understand what I'm saying? Push the light. You get enough light, my God. In fact, a person, told, a doctor told me this the other day. You get past 78 degrees with 100% humidity. My God, man, he says viruses start dying. Well, buddy, we are, we're in pretty good shape when we're in South Louisiana. You understand what I'm saying? It's getting hot about a day. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So it's saying this, we're going to get a virus. Now, well, we don't know. It's going to take us two years. It's anecdotal. We're going to have to wait a year and a half. No, no, you do what you got to do. You do what you, you push the light. And then all us leaders, instead of telling somebody to hit that field, you get in there and you walk with them side by side. You take a hit, you take the hit, you keep on going. See, that's what the gospel's all about. You see, so push the light. Write it down so you can understand this. The God you know is an unchanging and unchangeable whose loyalty you can count on. I want to tell you, he's unchanging and he's unchangeable and you can count on his loyalty, but you got to push the light. You get around me, I'm going to knock every bit of shadow of darkness out of you because I'm going to push the light. I'm going to look at you and say, light be. I'm going to look at that coronavirus and say, in the name of Jesus, light be that will be destroyed. You see what I'm saying? I'm going to use the spiritual way. I'm going to use the natural way. I'm going to use the medical way. I believe in doctors. I believe in hospitals. I believe in all that kind of stuff. But instead of preparing for the worst, and I understand you prepare for the worst and believe for the best. I understand all that kind of stuff, but I'm not believing for the worst. I'm believing for the blessed. I'm going to encourage myself in the Lord. Jesus, I push the light. He said, light be and light was. Then creation began to take place. And before you know it, my life was everywhere, in the oceans, on the ground, grass, trees, everything began. Why? God was pushing light. The reason why I'm preaching here this morning, I'm pushing light. You understand? Now, I said that a, a, a while ago, uh, last week on one of my little podcasts, whatever you want to call those things. But I made up my mind, I'm going to push this light. That's what he did. He said, light me. He didn't say, it's dark out here. He didn't say, this, my God. My God, we, we've had 15,000 people die. Oh, Lord. We, we already had another 100,000 people that have tested positive. Oh, Lord. No, man. I'm not denying that. Push the light. If you will push the light, the light will come on and the darkness will flee. Will somebody in this building give me a hand clap? Like, or I'm going to clap for myself. Praise God. Push the light. The God you know is an unchanging and unchangeable whose loyalty you can count on. Whoo, Lord. Now, did I want this? No. Did I see it coming? No. No one has seen this coming. None. My God, just three weeks ago, we had the hottest economy in the world. I mean, the Dow Jones Industrial was at over 29,000. We were having problems finding people to get a job. Because we had positions with no people to fill them. See, you can't rely on money. You can't rely on the secular world. You have to rely on God. 
Because God is light. If we want to look at the sun, we have to actually, we can't just look at it. It's so bright. So turn on your heart light. Let it be so bright that my God, when a little bit of coronavirus is coming up with a little antennas, get out your little gun and just zap it with the power of faith. And as it comes, say, I am tested positive for faith. And just nail him to the wall. Why? Because you got enough light to see him. I know that's funny, but it's true. Glory to God. You see, but Jesse, but what you going to do? Write this down. You must be prepared to go where you cannot see. You must be prepared to go where you cannot see and follow wherever he leads. God says, uh, uh, we don't know where to go. Keep walking. Faith is, well, what is faith? Go as far as you can go and then take one more step. I heard Paul Krause say that many years ago. I love that. Go as far as you can go and take one more step. See, you got to be able to believe that God can, how be it when the spirit, he can help you, how be it when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you what? In all truth. So you must be prepared to go where you cannot see and follow wherever he leads. Wherever. I shouldn't be here today. My wife should be preaching today. This church should be full of people. Now people are all at home. My Lord. You know what? You, you weren't made to stay at home at, on Sunday. Let me give, help you. You weren't made to stay at home when the football game's on. I mean, many, many people love to go to the Superdome. You know, you like to get out. We are people that love. We are, we are species that loves to touch. Do you see what I'm trying to say? See, so you go wherever he leads. So in other words, I was supposed to be preaching somewhere, but I couldn't. I had to actually not cancel my visionary comment, just reschedule it. Why? So we could stay six foot apart. It's hard to stay six foot away from somebody you love. Think about that. Six foot, especially if you're a grandparent. Man, you want to hug them kids, don't you? There's just something about them because you were never grand till they were born. And they are going to make you great when their kids come. You see what I'm saying? But you got to go wherever it leads. So you do everything in the natural you know to do, but don't forget the supernatural because that's where the power is. Ladies and gentlemen, the word specifically says, for we walk by faith. And not by sight. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. Listen, you must be prepared to go where you cannot see and follow wherever God leads. See, that everything I've ever done in my life, especially since I've been born again, every decision, whether it's personal or whether it's in the ministry, I have founded it upon St. John 16, verse 13. And it says this, how be it when the spirit of truth is come? The Bible said he'll guide you in all truth, not some truth or a truth, but all truth. So what do you do when life gets really hard and you get really tired? Because that does happen. Remember this, God's grace strengthens weak hands and feeble knees. The Bible said, let the weak say I am strong. Now, and all you got to do is pull on the grace that God's already given you when you're exhausted. I know these things are exhausting at times. I can understand that in every area of your life, whether it's spiritual, physical, or financial. You pull upon that grace. The Bible said you're saved by grace. And I want to tell you something. Pull on it, which is God's unmerited favor. That's the definition of grace. 
Hey, I have another question to answer today that I know is going to bless you. This is from a lady named Valerie. She says, Brother Jesse, I was listening to one of your sermons and you mentioned the difference between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. Can you please share with me this difference so I can study it? The kingdom of God is God's way of doing things and being right. The kingdom of heaven is a place. The kingdom of God, you understand, is a method. Valerie, the kingdom of heaven is a place. Mark chapter 4 talks about God describes the kingdom of God as sowing and reaping, God's way of doing and being right. Uh, get an amplified translation. It'll help you on that so you can, when you study it out, it'll show you the difference between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. Meaning one's a method, the other is a, uh, a place. So that's what Jesus said. No one can enter into the kingdom of God or God's way of doing and being right, see? Now, the kingdom of heaven is a place, is a location where you go, and it will bless you and minister. Thank you, Valerie, for sending that wonderful question. It's, it's a blessing of the Lord, and I'm glad you're listening. You know, I've said that many, many times, and no one has ever asked me about that question till today. Thank you, Valerie, for doing that. I hope today's program has helped you understand the amazing power of faith. I want you to think about that for a minute. All the forces of darkness cannot stop the power of trust in Jesus Christ. Father, bless these people right now as they're viewing this telecast in Jesus' name. Kathy's coming right now with some great glorious moments. People that believed and received and sent in wonderful testimonies. Kathy, take it away. Bless God, bless me, and bless the people. Hello and welcome to Glorious Moments in my new Studio C. I have a great testimony from Canada to read today. It says, I've been watching you since last year when COVID started. My pastor sent me two of your funny videos and I've been hooked ever since. You're such a blessing and I love you and Kathy. Today I was listening to the video where you talked about getting your mom a washer and dryer. OMG, I was at work and tears were coming down my face. That touched me so much. I received your latest book this week and I read it in one day. I've decided I'm going to believe like Jesse believes, and I can't wait to see how God is going to work in my life. I'm believing to meet you. If you ever make it to Canada again, and maybe make it to your church someday, if I don't meet you here on earth, I'll definitely meet you in heaven. You know, the Bible is filled with glorious moments that inspire us to believe God's word and experience the miraculous. One of my favorites is the testimony of the woman bowed together for 18 years. Luke 13, 12 through 13 says, And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Immediately. One moment she couldn't lift herself, and the next she was looking straight into the eyes of Jesus. That whole place must have erupted in praise because verse 17 says, And all the people rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. You know, each testimony I read is an opportunity to rejoice for all the glorious things that are being done by our wonderful God. Thanks to our wonderful partners, we're using every available voice to proclaim the gospel of Jesus to the world. Together we are reaching people and changing lives one soul at a time. Do you see yourself as a daughter of a king? Not just a king, but the king. If you could see yourself exactly how he does, would you see your life differently? You, my sister, are the king's daughter and you were born for such a time as this. Kathy Duplantis' 2021 Glorious, a conference for women. 
October 1st and 2nd. Admission is free. Register today at JDM.org. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This message will totally change your life. I've tested positive for faith. So much trouble in the world today. But when your faith is positive, guess what? You're going to receive spiritually, physically, and financially everything you're believing for. I use the word everything, and I mean that. When you test positive for faith, you are success going somewhere to succeed. I hope you can get this today. Do that now. Now available at JDM.org. Partners, once again, I can't thank you enough for all that you do for this ministry. 45 years of preaching, and you've been with me every step of the way. What a blessing to God. I say it all the time because I'm very proud of it. In all those years, we've never had a financial deficit. Why? Because, you know, I trust you. You trust me. We both trust God. And, you know, when I say that, a lot of my television staff says he says that all the time. <laughs> you know, why? Because it's true. I trust you. I really do. And you trust me. You say that when you see me on the road. But we both Trust God. And that's what it's all about. So thank you for being so courteous and kind. We've got so many projects going on. Like I said last week, my Lord, there's no retire in this, <laughs> in, in this ministry. There's no slowdown. We are reaching people, changing lives one soul at a time. And that's what it's all about. So thank you for supporting us today. And if you're not a partner, pray about becoming one. Tell somebody to get involved. The hundredfold anointing is on our lives. I'm telling you, this anointing of increase is on my life. It's all over me, and I want to get it all over you. And you do that by sowing seeds. Say, I don't believe that. Then don't send nothing. Now, you're not going to hear preachers say that, do you? No, I don't want you to do something that you don't believe in. I want you to do something you do believe in. And I'll tell you, this ministry will help you to get along spiritually, physically, and financially if you're not just giving a chance. In other words, you just act on God's word. So, partners, thank you. Also, for your September partnership, you can get my message. And this is a popular message I, I preach. Hey, that's my harvest. I mean, that thing has went all over the world because, you see, Satan's got your harvest and he, he needs to give it back to you. It'll teach you how to sow instead of throw your seed away. Some people are throwing seed instead of sowing seed. See, it's time for you to start reaping and receiving what you sowed for all these years ago. What about your mother and father that passed away and they gave to God and never received the harvest? That's your inheritance. Listen to me. I know what I'm talking about here. Don't let that just keep, let the devil keep that. You need to get this message. Hey, that's my harvest. How do you get it? You go to jdm.org. That's our website for all the ordering information. Also, we have something called JDM app. Have you had a chance to download this thing? It's a blessing. You can stream hundreds of messages from me and Kathy right there on your mobile device. And the app is free thanks to our wonderful financial partners who help us support this ministry. Go to your app provider and download it today. Don't wait. Download it today. I want to thank you for joining me for this week's broadcast. We do these uh, television shows with you in mind because we stand and believe, God, you'll never be a day without prayer. I promise you that. We pray every day for everyone. Everyone, we want them touched by God's power. Till next week, we love you. Jesse DePlantis saying, see you soon. Bye-bye. Jesse DuPlantis Ministries is reaching people and changing lives one soul at a time more than ever before online. So like us on social media, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and stay connected to all the exciting things happening at Jesse DuPlantis Ministries. And for centuries, we have been deceived in our own giving. And we've walked past great, wonderful fields of harvest where the devil had his people guarding it 
And we thought, man, if I could just get that, and that belonged to us. Because we never named our seed. And if you don't name your seed, how you gonna know your harvest? 